Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, welcome everyone to the distraction here on fightful.com. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined almost as always by the less pretty Joseph Holbert. Joe, how are you? Wow, that was even worse. Um, I'm good. I expected a bigger sort of response for my return, though. Jeremy, I'm going to be honest. I expected some fireworks. I expected some excitement, but um, I'm I'm happy to be back, even if I have a great deal of anger towards our audience for making me feel like the third most important member of a two-man podcast. That's where I'm at right now. Going to be honest. It's your fault for not bringing any type of fireworks. This is you have the budget for this, Joseph, not me. Wow, that's that's an indictment. That's very scary. I mean, I look, we're going to get this out of the way. We've definitely not recorded this already, so we're going to get this out of the way now. Um, Jeremy, I've been on this podcast for you for, and since the start of the year, right? And we've, you know, we've gone up, we've gone down, we've done uh, bow, bow Down, Boss Time, all of the above. We've bought cameos for each other, the whole deal, right? <laughs> and yet here I am, sitting here as part of this podcast. I've missed one single episode, and that is now, as far as I know anyway, our most viewed episode of all time. Um, I would like an explanation from you on behalf of our audience. Thank you, please. Uh, the explanation is this came out of nowhere on like Sunday night. Uh, um, Ricky was like, hey, can I do your show? I was like, yeah, sure. And so I messaged you on Sunday night and everything seemed fine. And then Monday, this is the real scoop, by the way, everybody. This is not a bit. This is the real scoop. Monday, you messaged me and like, I have internet issues. My Wi-Fi is out. Don't know what I can do. You apparently tried a couple different gimmicks. Nothing yeah. worked. And I mean, look, Ricky Starks, he's a big star, right? He just main evented AEW Dynamite last night. He doesn't have a back anymore after last yes. night. I couldn't ask him to uh, reschedule because we didn't know when your Wi-Fi was going to be back. And so we just, we did the show and you were not part of it, unfortunately. And it was very disappointing because obviously I wanted you there. I thought our interview with him earlier in this year uh, with both of us was fantastic and we could do more of our bits if you were there but instead i had to knock on aew's door myself had to go alone go in the evasion alone and ricky answered and then you know i had to 
I had to boost the distraction and invade AEW, and I think they got the message after last night. We saw we saw last night they they he lost. Tony heard the show. He was like, "What are you doing? Doing their show? We're at war with them." Completely yes. buried Ricky because he did our show. Don't do that, Tony. But what can you do? But yeah, you weren't there. He probably would have gotten it worse if you were here, honestly. I mean, that is all true. I'm still angry at the audience. I'm still very mad. But, you know, it is what it is, right? I am, I sense that I'm the Brett, the hitman heart of this show. And my numbers may not be groundbreaking, but I promise I'm big in Europe, okay? And uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with this. But I'll move on like a professional, Jeremy. That's what I do here. You know that I'm the pro here. Right? I have the budget. I have the takes. I upset everyone on Twitter. And I'm sure, I promise, Jeremy, this show will not go far enough off the rails that it gets clipped for comedic content as people laugh at me whining about booking in the World Wrestling Federation. Please proceed with the distraction. I better I better clarify that <laughs> before something does get clipped, Ricky did not get buried because he did our show, okay? Someone's going to clip that and be like, he did this show on Fightful. Look yeah. how AEW treated him. Like that didn't, the dude main evented. He's fine. Um, but Joe having internet issues is 100% a shoot. Uh, the rest of that, you can believe what you want out of it. It's probably not true. Well, much like most of our show. It's all bit. It's all fun. We don't take wrestling too serious here on the distraction. That's our, Sometimes. that's our gimmick. That's our gimmick is we do. We try not to take wrestling too serious here. Yes. Uh, but some people, some people do, and some people will look at this stuff as reports. All right, let's get on with it. It's Thursday. We're here to talk wrestling. We didn't do a movie review on Tuesday. We had Ricky Starks instead. Did I mention that, Joseph, that we had Ricky Starks on the show? Uh, on once Tuesday? or twice. Yeah, right. once or twice. I, I saw a few tweets about the groundbreaking numbers it drew, too. <laughs> Just a few. I need a few tweets about that. So, you know, I'm not beer about it at all, man. Just, you know, anytime you can get started with a topic, feel free. Okay? I promise. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's start. With AEW, actually. Let's start with uh, Matt Cardona and uh, really Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona made his debut last night, the former Zack Ryder. Cody did an interview with ESPN earlier in the day, and he was asked, like, oh, which free agents do you want uh, who, who had left WWE, got released by WWE? And he mentioned uh, Ryder, Cardona. We, we know they're good friends. Cardona ended up showing up. He also mentioned Rusev, who earlier in the day said he's retired from wrestling and he's a professional Twitch streamer right now, which, God bless the man, that's a great life to have. Uh, Joseph, what did you make of uh, Cardona's debut and Rusev's retirement, I guess? Um, I was about as excited about Cardona's debut as Jim Ross was. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm going to struggle with this. I actually think he's a smart signing. Seems to be very clued in on the social media. He has the, the figure podcast, which people seem to love in that like community. Um I'm not going to pretend to be like super excited about seeing his matches, but in fairness to the guy, this is an opportunity that he legitimately hasn't had for his whole career, basically, because he now has the WWE name value, but he's out of the system. So, like, it's only fair we give him a shot, right? I mean, the story here is the Rusev deal. Um, I sincerely hope that he's messing around with people, like, and he's having some fun, because of all of the guys that got cut, he was the one I wanted to see do stuff elsewhere most. So that was my main topic. Cardona, I kind of expected. Good for him, I guess. It's not a big deal to me, I've got to say. I feel like Rusev is probably just messing around. Maybe yeah. he doesn't want to go to AEW right now. The only other option is Impact. Um, you know, We'll see once New Japan opens back up for flights and everything, if he, if he pops up there. I truly think this man is probably just like burnt out on the WWE system. 
to where he's fine taking this time off doing his twitch streams mm-hmm. he's getting a lot of lot of fan support on that um you know he the clips on youtube do well i gotta write about him all the time so yeah he he seems to be doing well with this twitch lana's getting paid he's not worried about that like lana just signed a big five-year deal at the end of last year so she's still making money i think rusev is doing okay if he just does his twitch streaming for however long he feels like doing it i don't necessarily believe he's fully done wrestling i i think somebody makes a big offer to him and i still think he likes wrestling so he goes back cardona i was a big supporter of Cardona. I remember we did our draft board, like our free agent board, uh, after the releases of like, okay, None. who are, okay, well, we did. I promise you, uh, this is distraction canon. This is a long term <laughs> okay. storytelling. Uh, we did this, our, our draft board, and I think we both have Rusev at the top, and then you, you were big on Anderson and Gallows. I was big on Cardona, not necessarily because of what he brings to television, but because of what he brings, you know, off of television. I mean, you you mentioned yep. it, the social media stuff. I think outside of Jericho, no one in AEW has more followers than than Cardona. Like he's got more followers than a lot of people in, in WWE because he's done such a great job over the years with the YouTube stuff, with the figure stuff, which is, you know, I'm not part of that community, even though people are sending me messed up heads. <laughs> Of, of figures and all of you should be reported for that this is a terrible terrible thing you guys are harassing me on on twitter with sending messed up figureheads uh but he's big in that community so he's got a lot of fall i think he can do very well with that aew needs some help in that regard i think their youtube could be better their social their twitter could be much better they yeah they advertised uh diamante and Sheeta as a title match at one point over the weekend they yesterday they tweeted like tomorrow night john moxley teams with darby allen it's like no it's tonight like they can't even get some of that stuff right like their their twitter team needs some help there uh so i I do think he'll be good there the the in-ring stuff i don't know it it does scream like we are just signing our friends and you know they they preach being fresh and everything like they already have they've already got a lot of talent that they're not finding a spot for right now. You're bringing yes. in Matt Cardona. That's another guy who's going to push other guys down the... Like, what's Lance Archer doing? He's throwing people through ceilings. That's cool. But he's not actually doing anything since losing to Cody. Exactly. I also think, uh, while I'm confident that Eddie Kingston's coming back, it is not the best, like, visual... Co- the optics of it are kind of weird, right? Like, Eddie Kingston gets the big trend of please sign Eddie Kingston. It's like... We got Zack Ryder. Like, it's, I don't know. There was something TNA about that um, in a bad way. Obviously, I'm Team Impact now. I think I'm Team Impact. So, now, I don't mean you, about... The last we checked in, you were yeah. Team AEW. But I think you requested a trade after last night's show. Yeah, I think I did too. Okay. I think I'm actually currently at the ROH training facility waiting to find out what the deal is with Eddie Kingston. I'm not sure <laughs> yet. So, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. Was there not a time where the... AEW social media posted like a, a match clip and it had the low back <laughs> and it just never got deleted. That was very strong. That I, was I was the, impressed by that. That was the Sunny Kiss and, and Cody uh, yeah. thing. It was the the caption for that was oh Cody almost hits the crossroads and Cody like actually did hit the crossroads in the clip and yeah in the middle of it it had the low battery thing that they didn't take off. Uh, their Twitter team it's been a mess 
for a while and it hasn't gotten any better i i don't know how that stuff how that stuff gets through but it's bad it's weird because they are like mostly what appears to be a competent efficient promotion like all things considered right for a wrestling company that's a year old like they're not but man yeah that one element you feel like they'd be really good at because they're the new yeah. fresh they're terrible at it's, it's weird i don't know how like, are we saying that Cardona is so good at social media that he's going to, like, teach them how to do this? Or is he just, like, I'm confused. Is it his reach that we're saying is good here? Yeah, I think it's, a, okay. I don't think Cardona is sitting and doing social media seminars with uh, <laughs> yeah. whoever whoever the guy is, right? Remember Khan called him out at one point because they teased, like, oh, big announcement coming. And it was like, yeah, AEW's coming to the eastern area. And it's like, cool, this is great for people who live in Atlanta, yeah. but this doesn't matter to me in Canada. And Tony Khan was like, yeah, we shouldn't tease announcements like that. Uh, whatever his name, Jack. And so, yeah, I think maybe maybe Cardona's going to teach him how to how to do that. That's how that's Cardona's actual role is. He's just a so social media supervisor. I would pay anything to see like a 10 part documentary series <laughs> where Zack Ryder sits down with the social media team. He's like <laughs> clipping videos for him. And oh, man, this is what I want to see. Look, I don't mean to. Uh, he may surprise us in ring, right? Like he's obviously been limited in what he can do. Everyone is. That's the way WWE is for better sometimes and for worse. Maybe he's going to come out and do a Canadian Destroyer. That's very new nowadays, right, Jeremy? <laughs> no one does that. Maybe he'll do that. No, good for him. I'm glad. I'm a little bit surprised him and Myers have split. I thought they were going to be a double act now forever, but it's, I'll say this much, dude. It's going to be fun when Cody turns heel and the only guy that's surprised is Cardona. That's going to rule. That's all you need to know. That is going to rule. <laughs> is Cardona just Sting? That's who he is now. Like we've just made Cardona. It's not get carried away here, pal. He was jacked. He looked jacked enough to be Sting last night. Don't want some face paint. He could have pulled it off. People are gonna laugh at this, but while yes, he did look bigger, I think he's actually always been super big, like, oh, especially probably. the last few years. And I think it's just the changing. Like I think it's just a different look with the AW roster generally. And some guys look. Um, I think they're less proficient at shooting some of the guys. Like, FTR looks smaller in AW than they did, which is a weird thing to pull off, I must say. Um, but Ryder, he's probably got bigger, but I do genuinely think it's just a, like a fresh look of set of eyes, basically. You know? Fresh do, look of paint. I do think that because, I mean, the, the joke in AEW is, like, they have a smaller roster. Like, Billy Gunn is a monster in yes. AEW. Humongous, <laughs> and, man. Yeah, and in WWE, he's like, oh, yeah, he's just a regular-looking dude in WWE. So I think uh, the same thing kind of applies with Cardona, where he was always big in WWE. It didn't stand out as much in AEW. He he just looks like uh, Andre the Giant compared to everybody else. What is the um, Wrestle Kingdom Battle Royal they do? In the New Japan oh, Rumble, right? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think yes. of the actual name they have for it seek out the one in which michael elgin clashed with billy gunn and just listen to kevin <laughs> kelly try to call michael elgin big mike throughout while while billy gunn is like 12 foot taller than him <laughs> it's tremendous uh sticking with aew mjf announced last night his candidacy for aew champion fantastic promo by mjf uh, looks like him and moxley are on a collision course for all out pending, I guess Moxley losing to Darby Allen next week or at some point between now and September 5th when all out is. Joseph, 
how much are you behind or not behind MJF announcing his candidacy for AEW champion? Well, I had an opinion, and then you said that All Out is on September 5th. Yes. September 5th is my birthday. Is All Out still a pay-per-view, or should we run our own pay-per-view is my question. Um, I think we should run our own pay-per-view. I mean, it is a pay-per-view. I imagine, I don't know, I assume they're just going to do it in Daily's place because I don't think anything's going to be opened up by then. They're going to run head-to-head with my birthday and think they're going to win that battle. Really, Jeremy? This is they, really what's happening. This is what they do, Joseph. They counter-program us all the time. They knew your birthday was September 5th. Yeah, and... I didn't know all that was on my birthday. <laughs> so this, this was clearly their move. Yeah. But, um, MJF, this was a great promo. This was honestly the only thing that I like wholeheartedly liked on last night's show, which kind of bummed me out. I thought it was a little bit disappointing. I mean, it was still a fun show. It just it missed a little bit for me. Um... My take, Jeremy, is that this belt should go to a freshly heel-turned Kenny Omega at the Full Gear event, which would be a year from the first Moxley Omega match, okay? That's my take, and then I would lead to Hangman taking it from Kenny. That would be my... If I had the pencil, Jeremy, that's what I'm going for. If that is not the intention, it feels like MJF almost has to win the belt. Like, it almost does. He's like the obvious heel pick, right? Unless you're turning someone. So... This is an, a compelling main event from a finish point of view, as far as who's going over here, what they're going to do. It's also interesting to me in terms of what kind of match are we going to get here? Cody did a very, like, smoke and mirrors match with MJF. I don't agree with the notion MJF can't go. I think he kind of proved that wrong with, uh, with Jungle Boy. But Moxley is a weird styles clash. I think Moxley's a lot bigger than MJF, more than we probably realise. Yeah. And... um. I'm interested what kind of match they have and how good it is. I guess is my main takeaway. The finish is obviously interesting too. Uh, I think this is the biggest potential match they can do for the for the title right now. I know people are going to say, <laughs> okay, yeah, you can do Hangman and Moxley. Look, technically, Hangman's still a babyface. Same with Omega. Same with Cody. Like MJF is their top heel. I don't yes. think... I mean, is there somebody else that I'm just missing? Um... No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean Jericho, Jericho, but I... Oh, I mean, yeah, there is someone you're missing. Yeah. Yes, Jeremy, there's someone you're definitely missing, Jericho. But, I mean, Jericho... <laughs> Jericho's been reduced so much. I mean, let's... Look, he did his match with Moxley. Yeah. That was a like that was a big match, obviously. But since that match, like, Jericho's been reduced a fair amount um, uh, doing this. Like, the, the Orange Cassidy stuff has been fine. That 10-man te- that tag last night did him no favors. He's very... He's very much comedy Chris Jericho right now, which is fine. It just doesn't scream like this is the top heel in the company stuff yeah. to me where, compared to MJF where it's like, oh, yeah, this guy is the – like this is the guy you hate the most in the company. Um, so he's the top heel in my mind. And Moxley, because he's the champion, kind of de facto top face. And, I mean, he is. Um, so this is this is the biggest match they can do. I loved MJF's promo. Didn't care mm-hmm. for the, like the, the rating stuff. I never do. Everything else besides that was great. And the great thing about this is it is very much like the uh, the Chris Jericho in a lot of heels throughout time. Uh, the Jericho Shawn Michaels feud where it's like what he's saying is true, but he does it in such a dickish way that yeah. he's the bad guy in this. Like it is true that it's like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be different. Here's this former WWE guy coming in here and just he's our world champion and everything. Like it's all true, but he's such a dick that you hate him for it. Yeah, I'm kind of, I must say I'm struggling to see what the, like, uh, 
what the leading arguments are for the still remaining, like, MJF isn't really all that camp. I've got to say, I think it's starting to become pretty obvious that he really is that good, and we should be excited about him. Um, I mean, I understand, like, some of the stuff comes across a little try-hard. Fine. This promo is just objectively great, right? Like, this isn't some, like, wink-wink stuff. This is a great promo, and if Moxley gets in the right has enough time to do this exact program and gets in the right gear, the promos here are going to be very strong. So it's interesting. I mean, I assume, do we think they're going to be able to cook up something that isn't the world title match to main event all out? Or are we saying this no. is the actual main event? No, this will mean it. I think AEW has kind of shown, I guess the the stadium stampede was, was something different um, mm. in, the, in the world title, didn't headline on that. But for the most part, and then the unsanctioned match, but that was unsanctioned. So I don't yeah. think they're going to have anything that, that headlines over this. I could be wrong. I, I, I don't think they are, though. Do you think MJF would be um, enhanced or hurt by a like lengthy match that is very traditional in layout? Or would you prefer this be shorter and more wild is my main question. I would prefer it to be a little bit shorter and wild. I I think it can start kind of as like traditional wrestling, mm. but it depend, a lot depends on the promos. Like if Moxley just comes out and is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just murder you. Like yes. I'm tired of your your shit. Like I'm just gonna murder you." You, you can't start with a lockup. That, that's I hate when they uh, do that in companies. Um, but I think you can start with that and Moxley, because Moxley can wrestle. Like we, we've seen mm-hmm. it, he can do kind of some chain wrestling stuff. But Moxley's character is more just like beat the shit out of you, and I think that's what the promos will probably lend it to more of that. Where MJF is like, "This is who you are," and Moxley's yeah. like, "Yeah, it is." And now I'm gonna punch you in the face, and you're gonna have to deal with it. It's very interesting because to me, this is like the last box to tick for an MJF. Like if he goes on last at this pay-per-view, which is, I don't want to say it's their biggest pay-per-view because I feel like every time their next pay-per-view comes around, Cody will do an interview and be like, this could be our WrestleMania. <laughs> like, he does that every, every time there's a pay-per-view. So I don't know. But if MJF goes on last and the show ends with everyone being like, yeah, that was the main event, there's very little to say against the idea of just being like, man, MJF should just be the champ for a year. Like, he's so good already. If he ticks that box too, I don't really know what. At that point, what are you waiting for? Almost right. He's incredibly good at this point in his career. The your point of you would have a heel Omega take the title from Moxley on the one year from their first match, yes. and then go from there. A, that's interesting because I don't disagree with that. If you put the title on MJF, I'm more like, all right, who's taking it? from him then obviously like there is omega there is hangman they're teasing so many different layers and turns with those guys that it's very hard for me to say like oh yeah mjf would be or kenny omega babyface kenny omega would be the guy Mm -hmm. to take the title from mjf right now because they're teasing a heel turn for him obviously you can do that you can put the title on mjf hangman can turn on kenny kenny can pretty much go into like all right i'm done with this tag team stuff Best bout machine stuff is back. Stupid nickname, by the way. I'm back to this. Like, the, and he just runs through everybody. Has these great matches, wins, culminates with an MJF match, winning the title, and all this stuff. Like, you can do that. There are so many different directions they can go mm-hmm. with the, this world title program, and then even the programs below it. That I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, my concern with um, my one concern with putting the belt on MJF here is at some point or another they're going to do some kind of elite 
civil war deal. Whoever is splitting or turning, whatever is happening with FTR and on, like something's going to happen here. And my concern would be that you end up in a position where MJF is like the co-main event defended against Derby or Jungle Boy, while like the actual main event is all the stuff with Hangman and Omega anyway. Does that make yeah. sense? Like I'm concerned. But I mean, even at the same time, it would still help MJF. So it's not really a big issue. It's just something to look for. I agree with you. It's fun to be able to like logically look at where they could be by um, revolution next year. Like you could reasonably map out where the title was going in that time. Um, I just think it's hard to say until we see what happens with Hangman Omega, the Bucks, Cody, that whole thing, I guess. I would be very worried about the elite civil war and all that stuff overshadowing the title. Yes. Because I don't think AEW wants to do that. They shouldn't. Um, it's not a direct apples to apples comparison, but we all know the, the punk title reign where he just like never main evented because Cena was always main eventing. Yeah. Obviously, Cena and Laurinaitis is not going to be an in-ring quality of uh, the Elite Civil War stuff uh, should be. So I get that, but it did devalue like that Punk title reign, like the the Punk Brian matches and stuff. And like, you don't you don't want to do that. Like you want the world title to be the world title, and you want it to main event the majority of your big shows. If you've got something special, if you can do an unsanctioned match and feel like all right, that has to main event fine but you don't want it to be overshadowed by stuff where the title is not on the line you want the title to be that important and that's what they preached um at, at the start of you know at the start of aew people were like oh why uh jericho and hangman go on last everyone knew that the tag team ladder match was going to be a better match that should have gone on last like no you want the world title to go on last yeah i agree i, I think especially with mjf like he's not you know, if Jericho goes on before an unsanctioned match, it's like, it's Jericho. You know, like, he's, MJF's such a strong character. When he gets that belt, you want him to be insufferable in the centerpiece yeah. of the show. So that could impact where they go with this. But I'm just interested as to how it plays out in general, to be honest. Uh, speaking of the world title, shifting gears to WWE, Randy Orton has made his intentions known he is going after the WWE Championship and Drew McIntyre. He hit an RKO out of nowhere, Joseph. Always out of yeah. nowhere. Hit an RKO on McIntyre to close Raw. We've got a big main event for SummerSlam. What are your thoughts on it? Good job. I think this is a good thumbs up. Everyone's happy. Here we have Top Heel, who is beating everyone up and being awesome, versus Top Babyface, who is beating everyone up and being awesome. This is a genuine feat. I'm not being sarcastic here. They have actually got a match in which I'm like, I'm interested as to the result of that match. WWE has got such great talent in depth that they can put any two guys together and it's like, that'll be fun, I'll watch it. Very rarely now do they get me to where it's like, I'm actually interested who wins this. This match does that for me. Like, I'm very intrigued as to, do they think Randy is so hot and so great that you would sacrifice Drew Sartre? It's a really interesting debate. I think if you watch this show, you know where I'm at as a fan. Uh, but I think being objective, man, it's hard for me to... I kind of feel like Drew needs to keep it here. But I'm very interested in it, just as a main event. It's a worthy main event. I'm I'm looking forward to this as well. Like you said, it is. it finally feels like, okay, this is the top baby face. This is the top heel. They're yeah. going to wrestle. And it is a matter of, all right, who's going to win? this match like we we don't know the mcintyre's reign so far there's been no mystery 
as far as like who's going to win. Like he wasn't yeah. going to lose that quickly to Bobby Lashley, even though you thought Lashley should shoot on him. And I agree. Lashley should have yeah. just shot on him. Uh, he, he was never going to lose to Dolph Ziggler. That's one of their biggest crimes is be- trying to get people to believe Dolph Ziggler is going to win the title. Orton's a different story because Orton, like you said, he's been hot. Uh, he took out Edge, took out Christian, took out Big Show, and now he moves into this program with uh, with Drew McIntyre. I think they, I think they put the title on Orton. I really do. I think he's been so good at this that they they just run with him. And because you don't know when fans are going to be back and stuff, like McIntyre. I feel bad for him because they've done nothing mm-hmm. wrong with how they booked his reign outside of the, the Dolph Ziggler believe stuff, but it's just, he's, he's not doing it in front of anybody. And so it's the same thing with, with really anybody. Moxley's having the same issue in AEW where like none of this stuff is actually bad. I just don't know mm-hmm. how, how much it matters because there's no fans. With Orton, I feel like even without fans, his stuff has been even better and feels like it still matters. I agree. This try to do what we just did with the All Elite Wrestling. Jeremy, this try now to go full depth chart. (laughs) Randy Orton wins the belt at SummerSlam. Let's say he defends it against Drew at whatever they're calling the September pay-per-view this year. Okay? Thank you. Very good. Um, (laughs) What then? Who are the baby faces, right? So Kevin Owens and Orton is fresh, right? Relatively speaking. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Then where are we going? Because this is my concern with the current roster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. Look, they have the talent, like you said. It's just, yes. who, who are they going to heat up? Like, who's going to be the challenger of the month, essentially? Because that's all it is. They, they, they don't heat anybody up long term. It's just, who are mm-hmm. we going to put in this position for the month? Yeah. Um, you, could, you could do Mysterio if he resigns. Um, you can do that. I, I would assume he gets revenge on Seth, and then he, he can challenge for the title. Um, I, I'd like to say Alistair Black. They've killed that poor dude. Like they've just yeah. they they've done an incredible job of making him feel not important um, during the empty arena era, which is sad because he wasn't losing before this. He was undefeated. Like his loss the other week was like his first loss on the main roster, and they just didn't make a big deal about it mm-hmm. at all. Other baby faces? Are we just, like, missing people? I mean, it's a shame because Alistair Black and Orton would be awesome. Um, Mustafa Ali and Orton would be incredible. And then even before they murdered him, Ricochet versus Orton would be good. But they're all, like, they would be so hard to take seriously as title contenders. You know, like, we probably are missing people. We missed Chris Jericho earlier. We don't have a clue what we're talking about. But I'm just, you know, trying off the top of my head. Like, I do think it's an interesting... Um, I mean, the other big deal is, so, Edge, if you put the belt on Orton and then your end goal is yes, then we will do Edge's redemption story as he wins the title <laughs> at WrestleMania. I'm sorry, man. I just think that is, like, that seems bad. I don't know if that's going to help anyone. I really don't. Like, it's a cool story, but, man, I, I, I honestly don't have the way to fix the current issues is to do Edge and Randy Orton again at WrestleMania. Like, I'm fine doing the match, but doing it as the big angle where Edge gets the title, that seems tough to me. Uh, it would, <laughs> it wouldn't be a great idea. It, it just wouldn't to to try to put the title on Edge at WrestleMania. I don't even think like putting the title on Orton in 2020 is the best yeah. idea in the world. But there's no denying how good he's been 
over the the past few months so and that in that aspect like okay fine but yeah i'm sure edge would be good in that feud too it's just like at some point you've got to get somebody else there like you've mm-hmm. got to get so so here's one and, and i don't think they're actually going to do this but here's one what if champa comes up and and they build off of that champa's not doing anything in nxt i think he i think carrion cross killed him and he's done and, and that's mm-hmm. the end of that there's no you know i know champa said like oh i don't want to go to the main roster because of the the travel and bump card and stuff like you're you're all in the performance center now there's no travel you're, you're shooting the you're shooting everything in the same spot i i don't know if you're putting the title on champa he's at yeah. least a challenger for orton and it's something new and it's something they haven't just like completely murdered on raw every week i would definitely do the program i would not he would not be the guy i would like you know coronate with orton. but i don't think that's what you're suggesting right you were just saying the program and i'm right. for i'm for that totally you know that's a good idea i mean it's always good to remind yourself how many options they really have. Yes. Because at some point, they're going to shake these rosters up. Like, so it's been like, when was it, October last year? Well, yeah, right? but you got to factor in the brand-to-brand invitations <laughs> <Stop>. and, <laughs> and then the <laughs> trades that have been made yeah. and expiring draft picks. True. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I just... I would be concerned if Randy Orton won the belt in August, beat every baby face on Raw, and then dropped it to Edge in April. <laughs> yes. That seems... It seems troublesome to me, I must say. But at the same time, man, I mean, I guess, does it matter at this point? <laughs> does it matter? Jeremy, are we just talking about stuff that has no relevance at all? I don't know. I'm sure someone will debate it with me. But Alton, my one issue with the Alton thing, and he did a bet this week, they did a better job of it. You know the promo where he was like um, Rock and Austin? And he was like, I blow those guys away in terms of accomplishments. Yeah. That's the way I would go with this more greatest of all time um like historic stuff where you make it clear that randy is an old guy who is still awesome the legend killer stuff is frighteningly like in a time warp like what he's he's not framed as an old guy or is he an old guy because having rick flair in his corner while he beats up actual old guys is very scary because it's like they're trying to convince me that randy hasn't been there for a very very long time so just to i would like for more I would like for him on Raw to be basically like the, the elder statesman who somehow is still better than everyone, then to just pretend that he's still like young Randy Orton listening to Ric Flair. I guess he's my point. Here's here's the challenger, Joseph. You ready for this? Yes. Big time babyface. First off, we did kind of forget somebody because he hasn't been on television in like a month now. Uh, he's the United States champion, Apollo Crews. Um, they could put no him there in a match no <laughs> i did i watched every apollo cruise match and did a feature and he bless his heart was not even at the pay-per-view we'll never discuss apollo cruise again on the show ever here's it's not the, his fault but it's, it's just happening okay that's the way it is here's the challenger joseph randy orton wins he wins at uh SummerSlam. he goes you don't you don't even do that you do the edge program at survivor series i don't even know if edge is going to be back by survivor series you just do the match anyway okay. do the match at survivor series he he beats edge uh, you go to the Rumble. I assume all this is taking place in the, the Performance Center, by the way. Fans aren't coming back until 2025. Uh, you do the Rumble. You know who number 30 is in the Rumble, Joseph? Jeremy Lambert. No. Right. No. Oh, okay. no. 
It's not. Okay. I will take a bump later on in the show. At the end of the show, I'll try. I didn't want to do it at the beginning because I I took a practice bump and I nearly suffered a concussion. And so okay. I didn't want to do it at the beginning of the show and then try to do this show with a concussion. Uh, don't ask me why I'm taking a bump. We'll explain that later on. Stick around, okay. folks. Big reason to stick around. Here's who number 30 is, Joseph. Hadn't been seen since in almost a year by the time this rolls around. Don't remember the last time he was in the Rumble, but... One time when he was in the Rumble, had the greatest surprise entries of all time at number 30. John Cena comes out, wins the Rumble. Cena, Orton, part 332, WrestleMania 37. Are you ready? Are you ready I mean, for Cena and Orton? Legitimately the biggest <laughs> match they could do. Like, unironically, at least that's an actual big match. Edge and Orton is only like wrestling big. Cena's now big, Yeah. You know? I'm all in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just do it now. If forget, in fact, can we just move the rumble forward to August and do it immediately? Let's do it right now. I'm in. Cena's not doing anything. He's not filming movies or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So why can't they get him to Florida? Like they don't have to hold off that long. I. Do you think they've contacted Cena and been like, "Hey, can you come do these empty arena shows? Our ratings are terrible. What are you doing right now?" I mean, he's sacrificed enough with the funhouse thing. I think he basically like murdered his own character on television and was like, okay, now just leave me alone, please. Let me move on now. So I don't think you're going to see him. But it'll be nice, and we could all have those tweets where we go, the goat is here, and we all retweet each other and pretend we always liked John Cena. Great. Pretend we always liked John Cena. Some of us have always liked John Cena. I believe you. I really do. But some people, it's not to be believed. Um, you know who they could actually have challenge Randy Orton because they need more titles is Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yeah. Uh, they hold all the gold now in in WWE. Bailey is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Sasha is the Raw Women's Champion. They're both the Women's Tag Team Champions. Joseph, what do you think of all the gold, Bailey and Banks? I don't have a cool nickname for them like they do. Um, it's it's something, man. <laughs> I couldn't watch Raw. Tony Khan cut my internet, yes. which was actually good because I couldn't watch Raw. And I have now watched the YouTube clips. Jeremy, did you know this match has got less views than Nikki Cross <laughs> versus Alexa Bliss? And they were posted at the exact same time. I promise. <laughs> they were posted the same. Anyway, um, this is not good. I'm, I'm not in. I'm, I'm out on it. And the main reason I'm out on this, and I'm not lying here, is because it has been explained to me that the best case scenario is that Asuka gets more serious and wins the belt back at SummerSlam. To which I say, what, what is even the point? What are we doing? <laughs> so Asuka is going to win the belt back to do the same programs she could have been doing this whole time. I'm sorry, I just don't. To me, the, this whole match, Banks-Asuka, was a cool way to give Extreme Rules an actual good match and to give Sasha something to do. Now we're just like... Asuka's title run was terrible. Like, for what? What has actually been gained here? We're enhancing an angle that already has more than enough to the point where people want it to happen already. Like, what are we actually doing here other than papering over cracks and delaying the ascension of the people that are actually on the Raw roster? I just don't understand what's worth this other than we're going to sell a few shirts with all the gold and all that nonsense. Like, I just don't get it. That's my thing. Joseph, they didn't have a choice. This is how they had to book this. All right? I know, you've there, heard. There was no choice on this. Uh, look, I said it before Extreme Rules. I thought they were going to put the title 
on Sasha because yeah. I think they're delaying this Bailey and Sasha thing as long as they can. I still think they're delaying it as long as they can. And I think that's kind of evident by them putting the title on Sasha on Raw. Um, I didn't like that finish. The match was good once again. That finish, we'll, we'll talk about the finish here in a bit, but I didn't like that. I get what they're going for. I, I really do. And you know what? If Asuka gets serious, turns into Kana, comes out, wins at SummerSlam, you can tell the story of, all right, we have serious Asuka now. Uh, Sasha once again failed to defend her title. Like that. That's the, that's the theme, right? That's the narrative. Sasha wins, can never defend it. So it builds into that narrative. It, that builds into the Sasha Bailey stuff where once the turn happens, Bailey can say, like, you only won this title because of me. You still never defended it. Like, I get some of the direction. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where they're going with this stuff. My issue with it is just like how it's happened. I don't like the yeah. extreme rule stuff was terrible. The the raw finish, I that was terrible as well in my mind. Like they're giving us these matches fine just give me a clean finish on this and you also like you nuked asuka's title reign for all of this because that that title reign she was handed the title essentially i know she won money yeah. in the bank but she was handed the title and then she defended it I, i'm not sure she had a clean victory in any of her title defenses like it was just all count out dq or needed help on with something like there was just nothing clean about any of these defenses yes that's my issue like it's it became a weird debate this whole thing because people think that like if you're anti this decision you don't appreciate how long Sasha Banks has waited for this moment like I'm 100% I get that I get that it's frustrating if you're a fan of hers to have waited all this time for her to be like the show and now she's there and we're like nope don't like it like I get that however we don't I'm speaking for everyone here that's why I do on this show Jeremy. did you know I'll speak for myself I want her as champion. I want her to be the SmackDown champion, winning it at SummerSlam. That's all I wanted. I have not asked for any of this other stuff. And to me, like, so then what's the end game with more serious Asuka? Like, so then what happens? Did she lose it to Shayna in November? Like, I don't get, I haven't got what we're going to get out of that. Like, why couldn't it have just been Asuka beats up Nia Jax, beats Shayna, and then eventually she loses it to whoever you want to make a star? Like, I don't. I'm struggling to see how this even enhances Bailey and Sasha, unless they really channel in on the whole couldn't defend the title thing. And then at that point, it's like, sure. Like, I mean, maybe that's good. I don't know. But then um, the issue with that is you're telling the story of her not being able to defend it in a program which she's going to be trying to win it off Bailey. So I don't yeah. even know if that's good. But she can okay. win it. Like, she's proven she can win it. She just Yeah, so can't. what use is this to Bailey? She's like, you won't be WrestleMania because you've never been able to defend your title. Like, yeah, she hasn't got it yet, Bailey. Let's save that program for next month. Like, I don't know, man. I just... No, but that that's the story, though. It's, um... Bailey says, oh, yeah, you, you can't beat me, whatever. Sasha beats her, 
and then that's the the hook yeah, for the rematch why. as well. But did you like, need to do this to make that work? Like they've already done no. it. Like we know it's a thing, you know. No, you you didn't need to do all of this to uh, to make it work. I'm the sorry, thing, man. the thing with the uh, the thing with the you know Oscar being more serious and stuff is like, okay, why like now is she becoming yeah. more serious? And the I I don't know why you just couldn't do this beforehand. Like, why could it, like you said, why couldn't she just, all right, she beats Nia Jax, she beats Shayna. Like, all right, now she's serious because she watched her friend uh, get her head rammed into the uh, the garage door uh, a few times and scream out in her name. And like, oh, now she is like, now she's really out for revenge. Like, okay. And then she beats Sasha. Then, like, I, are you going to kill the momentum of, of Shayna or Nia? Like, fine i I think people would rather have oscar on top than than those two but they it's one of those it's a moment you know oh serious here comes serious oscar everybody gift this everybody do your articles post your pictures this is the cool moment and then they don't know what they're doing like they don't they don't know how they got there and they don't know what they're doing before it or after it they just know they created that moment and that's what matters yeah and the great irony of it is to me is like of all the female characters that I wouldn't shift or change at all, it was Asuka. Like, to me, she's perfect because a casual WWE fan that likes character and personality, supposedly they exist, don't know, I hear about them. <laughs> they would like Asuka because she's, like, endearing, funny, charismatic. Like, why do we have to change Asuka? Like, we're just pretending we do now to make sense of this nonsense. It's yeah. unnecessary, it sucks. And now we're getting to the finish. The levels of like how contrived this is are insane. Are they like <laughs> it's bonkers because the finish itself is illogical because why Asuka could ever lose the belt by count out was dumb. Well, we agree there firstly, right? That's that's immediately dumb. Like that's what Zoid Stephanie said though. That's what she it said. made it look so bad. It lo- it looks silly, and then, and I'm sure we're getting to the Ember Moon uh, booking session that took place on Twitch, but like she's right. It didn't seem nearly strong enough. I'm sorry, it didn't. She was, like, kicking her a little bit. She slightly threw her against the, the the door. Like, it was just... And why was it on the screen? Like, I would have had... I'm about to fantasy book, sorry, but I would have had <laughs> Bailey maybe has Kyrie. You know that um, platform where Elias died? Yes. Where he fell off? Yeah. Why not have Bailey holding Kyrie over the platform? And Kyrie is and Asuka. That would be in the building. She could see her in the corner of the building. Then she would run over to Seb Park building. Then you could do a chase back to the ring, and she gets she doesn't get to the ring ten before she gets there. Why did we not do that? No, I you know, I like your platform idea. Uh, it's better than cinder blocks. Um, I like your I like your platform idea. I would have actually because they wanted to write Kyrie off of television, right? Like this is yes. the way to do it. Um, so I like that. But you act, like Bailey actually tosses her, drops her, or yeah. whatever. And then Asuka is just more concerned about that than this this title match, which that was the, the story anyway, right? Like she was more concerned about her friend than than winning the title. So I, I don't even think you need like the chase thing. Just like Asuka is almost there, Kyrie gets dropped, mm-hmm. and Asuka is just checking on her, and she gets counted out, and and that's it. Yeah, like something that looks way removed from what Kyrie sustains in every wrestling match, basically, is what we're saying, right? Regardless of what it is, that's what Ember was getting at too, like. I know that everyone took Ember's quotes as like a literal like feature she wrote. She was just talking like we are. Yeah. And what she was saying was it needed to be something that wasn't like something Asuka watches take place from the apron in every tag match they've ever had. Like she just got kicked in the head and thrown around a little bit. 
something more drastic, something more urgent would have worked, but it's still all just nonsense. It's, it's so like, I hate to say I finish is phony in wrestling because, of course, it's all phony, it's all silly, but it is super contrived and phony because it feels so like they've had to make up so many little, um, tiny little lies to make up this one big lie that this is a feasible finish. It's just, it missed for me, that's all. I don't mind the idea of Asuka sacrificing the belt for her friend. It's the execution I hate, I guess. Yeah, I don't think the execution was good. The Her losing, again, I thought this was the the goal all along to put all the titles on Sasha and Bailey yeah. because they want to extend this feud for, you know, SummerSlam 2025, I'm sure. Uh, I feel like, and then Ember is going to be on Twitch all the time, be like, five years in a row, guys. Thought we had it five years in a row, and it just, where is it? <laughs> bless ember moon by the way she just goes on twitch and it's just like here's my raw review like she's just a podcaster like us why i could not <laughs> so when you so you did the article jeremy because you're a professional and you're right. what you do that's right Thank you me. got that scoop yes i was like i like Ember moon i'm actually gonna watch the twitch folks this was not like what did you think of them winning the belts right it was like, hey, guys, I'm here to review Raw and tell you about how much it sucked. Yeah. She actually said, and this is not a direct quote, but like basically what she said was, I, the show infuriated me as a professional and as a fan, yes. and she turned it off after the Raw and Star match. Like, yeah. This actually is a real... It's amazing to me that people think she's trying to be like... She's trying to do some kind of like slander thing. Like she basically says the show sucks, guys. She's trying her best here, to be honest. Try not to shun real opinions because I hate to break it to you, there are probably other women that have the same opinions. I know, bro. <laughs> Big scoop. I think some of the other women also think the show sucks. I know. Wow. Wild takes. I wrote that in the article. It was like, she's reviewing Raw. Like, this isn't just something. It was a Q&A or whatever. Like, yeah. she, she broke down the segment. She got all these segments and she got to uh, the women's title segment. And yeah, she said, I turned it off. Like, I, I could not watch it anymore. Yeah. And she's like, that first hour and a half, back to back to back, like, just none of it connected, none of it hit, none of it made sense. It was, it's something, like, you just don't hear it a lot from people who are actually still signed with WWE, but you hear it all the time from people who aren't in WWE anymore. Like, we've, we've discussed it. Like, all these shoot interviews, they go and talk as Jericho. I guess they're just interviews nowadays. So people just talk normally instead of shoot. Everybody's shooting. Uh, I, I do like that. I think like Rusev. Rusev put like uh, Rusev shoots on working with Jeff Hardy. And he's just yeah. like telling this like fun story of like, yeah, I told him to get his hands up when I kicked him and he didn't. And so I knocked him out. But Jeff Hardy's the man. Love Jeff Hardy. Like That's what he said. Shoots. But he labels, yeah, he labels it like shoots with working with Jeff Hardy because he knows like wrestling fans are like, oh man, Rusev's giving the dirt on this one. Uh, Rusev's awesome. All the, these Twitch streamers, this is what they should be doing. Why aren't they doing this over pro wrestling? Like, I found, I thought I'd like uncovered some like hidden treasure. I was like, what is this? Like she's just talking about, she does this, what we do, but like yeah. better than us. She actually works for the company. Like, I couldn't fathom it. Um, she said before she started reviewing it, she said that uh, she like might work on creative. She did mention this. I don't know if that's a scoop, Jeremy, but she said something about there's talk I might help out creative, and I was like, man, that'd be fun. Like I, it's very rare that someone has actual opinions. I know that sounds silly, but oftentimes like people in the industry, there's they respect the narratives, right? Like happy for them, they're really good. Like it's, it is what it is. This Twitch stream was not that. It was like, yeah, that sucked. This was terrible. <laughs> He's not that good. It was it was wild. So, um, by the way, 
I know we're going off topic here, but she was more mad. She was crazier and angrier about Mustafa Ali losing than you were. Yeah. She was <laughs> enraged. She couldn't fathom it. She was so mad. And I'm, I agree with both of you, but that's another topic for another show that we'll actually never get to because it probably won't ever be important enough. There you go. Uh, my, my point before I went on to the shoot interview tangent was like, all these guys who are released by WWE and they do these interviews, like they all say this stuff. We we talked about it yeah. with Gallows and Anderson's. Like these dudes knew this stuff was terrible, and they wanted out of their contracts like six months after they signed them because they're doing, uh, putting pumpkins on their heads and stuff. It's like they know this stuff is bad. They just don't say anything while they're yeah. with the company. And Ember is just like, eh, I'm on Twitch. I'm just gonna say it. So bless her for that. I mean, I guess she's at a point career-wise, right, where it's like, if she gets back, she's going to be so happy that she won't care about any heat from, like, what she said on Twitch, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it, hopefully she does get back, but um, regardless, I think she's going to be around making people mad on Twitch, because people get real, like, you know that you said the two SummerSlams comment? Like, the way people were technically breaking down that exact quote, it was very infuriating to me. She just meant we've been waiting years for it, guys. She wasn't talking about SummerSlam. She was just talking, okay? It was fine. But um, she, I think she legitimately was talking about stuff because remember that was the joke last year. It's like, oh, they're saving until SummerSlam. Or yeah, the like year before. she was... Because what happened was last year, Banks wasn't around before SummerSlam. Right. So people were like, this whole thing is invalid because that one comment is impossible. Can't be true. It's like, no, she's just talking, guys. It's not, it's not that deep. It's just fine. But um, It was thing, the year before. I think she did clarify that, like, Oh yeah, yeah she wasn't. did. Yeah. yeah, she did. I know. Read the it's article, amazing. people. <laughs> exactly. Um, on this topic, any chance Nikki Cross wins the blue belt to do the role reversal thing that I've been talking about for four years no. on the show? No. Oh. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry. What do we think's happening there, though? No, seriously, because I think last week's stuff with Bliss Cross was like, actually good. Like, the match was very good as a match. You would never have known it because Michael Cole just just refused to get on track. He was just letting them do their thing and was like, oh, whatever. They told a pretty neat story. So do we agree Nikki's turning here or are they going to do the really simple, boring play? I I think it's better if Nikki turns. Yeah. I don't know. They'll probably just turn Alexa, honestly. Like they'll, I, I'm always keeping my expectations low. And my expectations are they're just going to turn Alexa because... That's an easy thing to do, and they can build up Nikki as the they love their sympathetic baby faces who yeah. then eventually just like turn heel because that's what they end up doing. So I think that's what that's what ends up happening here. No, I don't think there's a chance Nikki wins the title. I do think it's better if just Nikki loses. She loses clean, like she loses mm-hmm. clean, and then Alexa just like tries to console her or whatever. She beats her. Yeah. yeah, and then Nikki just like snaps on her and is like, "No, like you don't get it." She she hinted this before, like you don't get it. Like that's it. Like I have nothing else. Like you're you're gonna get all these shots. You're gonna get all these opportunities and stuff. And just she just snaps on her, and that's where you go. I just don't think that's gonna happen. And I mean, maybe, that's one hundred percent where it should go. Carol, what are you gonna say? Oh, and maybe that makes Nikki the babyface, honestly. And it makes I mean, it's, this is the issue: is like if Alexa turns. Like, she kind of has reason to. Like, Nikki was a dick last week, right? And that's when I, I hate those terms. I know everyone loves Shade of Grey and all that nonsense that we do on here. But I just, to me, the story is better if, like, Alexa actually sincerely was happy for Nikki last week. Like, she wants her to win the belt. Yeah. There's no funny business here. And Nikki's so caught up in it, she can't see that. Um, 
The issue is the team shouldn't actually even be breaking up. And in three months, we're going to all just be like, why did they even break them up? They're doing nothing. So I don't know why we're talking about this. The only reason they're breaking up, Jeremy, is because they're not breaking up Banks and Bailey. And I will argue that forever. That's all that's happening here. They haven't got the tag titles, so break them up, right? And then in three months, we'll be doing like Alexa and Sonya Deville. That is the thing. Is they, they're just breaking up these teams. Like, they just broke up Sonya and Mandy. And, I mean, the story was going somewhere, and then stuff happened. Like, they hinted at, like, an Iconics breakup. It's like, can these teams just, like, enjoy yeah. each other's company? And, like, go after <laughs> like go after these titles? Like, you don't have to do, yeah. like, these hinting. Even Banks and Bayley, it's like, oh, are they going to break up? Are they not? Like, can these teams, like, just be friends? Like, this is what New Day talks about all the time. It's like... We don't want to break up. Like we just enjoy being with each other and, and doing stuff together. Like why do we have to break up? Like you don't have to break up everyone. Yeah, look, that's my most frustrating deal here. Is let's imagine they're doing Nikki Hill. It's like, well, your end game there is what, like, to get Alexa over as a singles babyface. It's like you could definitely just keep her in the team and have her do stuff as a singles babyface. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they always have to go the whole way. They'll destroy the whole team. They'll be like, right, what next? Like that's just. It infuriates me. Like it, I'm in, basically what I'm saying is, I think the program will be good, but I am very, very concerned that they actually have no plan because I'm pretty much know they have no plan. <laughs> and then what will we have? We'll leave. Like we'll just be like, okay, what did we get out of that? You know, and that's I mean, that kind of sucks. I like this tag team. I'd rather not be left watching Lacey Evans promos. I'd rather not do that. Jeremy. But here we are. Um, this is the this is where I'm at with WWF. I just talk myself into ideas and then tell myself why I don't actually want them all. Anyway, carry on. Next topic, Jeremy. Uh, we've put way more thought and conversation into this than they have. Uh, yes. Final topic, retro review topic. You picked last week James E. Cornette against Paul E. Dangerously from Great American Bash 1989, a tuxedo match. Yeah. Did you watch the, the promos? beforehand yes. on this okay i was just making sure who had the better promo in your mind okay now you've you've done my bit so i'm, I'm about to play a game before okay. we do anything i have a game i'm very there scared five, there, are, <laughs> there are five questions here oh my god for you jeremy lambert <laughs> okay and i'll go now from here in 1989 who would you rather have cut a promo for your life james e Cornette or poorly dangerously what are they doing? Like they're selling the killer to not kill me? Yes. Is okay. Um give give me dangerously. Okay. In their absolute prime, either man, like at their height of their powers, who would you rather have be your manager when you take your first bump in a minute? Paulie Dangerously <laughs> or James E. Cornet? Uh I I would still want Dangerously because he'll like free I don't yeah, because he'll freak out if he if he manages it like Brock and he does like the shocked face, like yeah. like you just can't believe that someone just knocked me down. Like that that's what I want. I don't think Cornette would do that. I think Cornette would just like slam the tennis racket or something. Okay, paired with the best wrestler in the world, when they're both at their athletic prime, who would you rather trust to have a freestyle match, Paulie Dangerously or James E. Cornette? So like it's a tag team match? No. Just oh. literally them versus Ric Flair, O'Connor, Oh, okay. Just them. They have to get three stars. Or as close uh, as they can. For the, the 1989 version of, of this person. Yes. 
I don't think either of them got more athletic. Really. I mean, <laughs> Jim had his issues this time. Yeah, that's still, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm going with. Is like Cornette definitely had some issues here. Um, he, he he had some bad legs. So I I would still go with Heyman on this. Wow, that's bold. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm I'm letting you go with that. Okay. Um, who would you rather have book your territory <laughs> in an environment most suited to their taste? So like, oh, Cornette, 100% Cornette, yeah. okay. 100%. And finally, and most importantly, who would you rather have as a, have as a friend, James E. Cornette or Paul E. Dangerously? Oh my God, uh, Heyman, like, I... what a fault. I mean, that, that's not really. Cornette, I don't, I don't want. He's blocked me on Twitter, so whatever. True. Uh, I don't want him as a friend at all. Uh, Heyman, I, I hear the guy uh, is a liar. That's what that's what people tell me. Joseph, he's a big time liar. I don't know if you heard this <laughs> scoop before, but uh, he likes throwing people under the bus, and uh, and no one likes him. I've heard that no one likes him, but no I would one rather have him than than Jim Cornette because I feel like I could at least banter. With, with yeah. Heyman a little bit, and yes. Cornette, I would just get sick of very quickly. Yeah, I thought you'd clash, especially because you blocked me on Twitter. But I just wanted to play that game, Jim. I wanted to establish where you were at here before we get started. Okay. Um, firstly, this card is like peak. What happened here? Why did this go downhill? <laughs> what happened to the industry we love? This card is insane. It's great. I don't know if you have it pulled up there. There's some great stuff on here. You have Flair and Funk. You have War Games. Steamboat, I think, was working Luger here, right? Was was what was going on? It was a lot of fun. Do I, you have notes on the two promos that took place on the show? I didn't take notes. I should have taken notes um, because I didn't. I didn't want to do the bit where I redid the promo. We should have done that actually. I should have done Heyman's promo, and you could have yeah. done Cornette's or vice versa. Uh, we're not going to do that. Um, no. I didn't. I didn't take notes though. I thought Heyman's was better. He lost me where he's like. I'm standing at the edge of New York and like I'm coming after you and stuff. What did he say? Yeah. Like I'm leaning over. It was very. Yeah, he was like, he said he's been living dangerously his whole life. Yeah. And he said something. What was the thing he said about? I can't remember. He was like, I lean over the edge of buildings. Or yeah. He said, yeah. Something. he said he stands on the beach when the hurricane comes in. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Poorly quote. That's, um, uh, that's where Matt Hardy got his uh, theme song from. Yes. This, this is incredible from Paul Lee in which he says, and it's a fair comment when you hate a man. He says, I don't care about winning the match. Yeah. I want to take you out. And it's like, that. in fairness, considering to win the match, you have to take the man's clothes <laughs> off. Like, I'm totally for this approach from Paulie. Now, granted, when he wrestles the match, he doesn't really approach it that way. I wouldn't suggest, you know. But uh, A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cornette's promo is capped by the fact that like he's trying to get the people on his side. Yeah. Not get them. They want to be on his side. They love him. But like... The whole time he's like, I'm also doing this for everyone else that hates Paul Lee. So he was doing it for AJ Styles and the Machine Gun <laughs> Cole Anderson and the big LG. By the way, quickly, side note, um, Josh Matthews calling Doc Gallows the big LG is like, to me, peak Because they'll never explain what the L stands for in this scene, but he's the big LG, Doc Gallows. <laughs> Tremendous. But um, yeah, Cornette's promo was capped here. What was not capped, however, Jeremy, was Cornette's mean face as he runs to the ring, yes, which is like yes. long so archer glove. Man, that's a little much. Like, it was incredible. I'm so glad you mentioned that because him, I mean, you can call it a run to the ring. I like to think he was just like, 
You ever seen a like speed walking? I I legitimately think it's like an Olympic sport. Yes. Like speed yes. walking. This is how he was walking to the ring. It was like a half run, half walk. Because I'm not sure he could like run fully. Uh, but he wanted to like show he was serious and meant business. So he picked up the pace a little bit. And yeah, his face when he's walking to the ring. Oh my! This was the best part about all of this. Like the way he just yeah. walked to the ring. I was just like, at this point, I heard Jr. And my mind just, I stopped watching the match. I, 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 <laughs> because you've you got to say it's amazing. I mean, this is 31 years ago. Right? I'm no mathematician, but that's correct. 31 years ago, JR is still doing commentary on television. Now, granted, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> last night, probably not best night to make this point. <laughs> and like, Cornet is, you know, he's in, he's not in the industry, he, but he's, he's around. He's relevant because people want to keep him relevant. Yeah, but like he's not vanished is my point. And then right. Paul Lee, he's still getting himself over as a liar. Like he's, <laughs> he, Paul Lee's still way in the game. But like I was just left amazed that these fellas are all still playing the same character, effectively. Jim is a lot more like upbeat here though, which makes sense. He's sat for a lot of terrible stuff, but Jim Ross stays. Jim Cornette is always mean, but Jim Ross seems happy to call this tuxedo match. Would you agree, Joe? Yes. Much happier than when he calls a 10-man tag, I would say. <laughs> He'd much rather call uh, Jim Cornette and Paulie dangerously trying to rip each other's clothes off than a Marco stunt match, 100%. Yes. However, credit to these two men for actually doing like limb work. Yes. Actual, yeah. And Cornette was not here to play games, pal. He was selling this like it was like the all-time. Paulie was nailing his knee with a phone. <laughs> Cornette was screaming in agony. There was a moment where the crowd just was like silent. And Paulie, all Paul had to do was just do like one strut, and they were like, "Yeah, we hate him. We absolutely hate him." <laughs> Man, this this was just so easy for these guys. I mean, they actually tried, which I admire. Um, but honestly, they didn't even have to. Like, the crowd was so ready to see Jim Cornette pull off Paul Heyman's clothes. Would you agree? I mean, that's an amazing statement. That's true. They actually were very excited to see this. Good, good, good on them. That's what I can say. They they worked like really hard. I I think Jim Ross went into it like ready to just be like all right this is gonna suck yes and then he saw that oh wow these guys are actually like gonna go out there and try and so yeah. he's like all right i better call it like they're serious and they're out there to try um they worked really hard in this match like they they took fine bumps uh yeah court or yes. Heyman banging on cornet's knee uh, first with the phone, and then he would punch it, and then he would stomp it. Heyman went to the powder gimmick twice. He had a yes. lot of powder stored up for this. Uh, he went to that gimmick twice. You knew, you knew Cornette wasn't like it wasn't exposed in anything like that. What the shirt he was wearing? That thing was like triple buttoned, uh, pinned together, and everything. Like Heyman is tearing at this thing, and it ain't coming yes. undone at all like Cornette's like nope I'm going over in this match you're the one getting your clothes ripped off and nothing coming off with this jacket all right buddy uh I'm sure <laughs> Cornette had his I mean they said he wore knee braces I feel like Cornette had like double padding on those legs as well just in case yes. uh Heyman decided decided to shoot with that phone with those phone shots on his leg I think he was I don't know how much work it was I don't know if they're especially Paulie I don't know if there's enough skill here for Paulie to be working those foreign shots that... yeah. by the way one of my favourite wrestling things is when like a hated truly horrible heel turns baby face and the lead announcer has to figure out like how he's going to tackle this Jim Ross has always been great here like how do you now like the person we've all hated for years 
And the best that Jim can do for Jim Cornette is, is he's like, well, <laughs> I want him to win because, and I quote, at least he's kind of fun to be yeah. around. That was the most. He was like, I can't, if I go any further than that, I'm a liar. I'm going to say he's kind of fun to be around and leave it at that. Yeah, he's like, I do the Saturday show, whatever show yes. they had. He's like, yeah, he's kind of fun to be around. That other guy, like, forget him. Like, I don't want to be yes. around him at all. Uh, yeah, that, Jim Ross tried here. Um, this this match is like the epitome of, uh, like, randy orton doing these interviews where he's like you don't got to do three million flips like just go out there and tell a story like orton whenever he becomes the head trainer at the performance center he's just going to show people this match and be like look at this match from 1989 they're getting a bigger reaction than if you go out there and do a double shooting star press all right this is all you got to do right here honestly i'm about to say this is going to destroy my brand because i'm about to become the corner of fight forward but i'm about to say it's true the 10 seconds in which Cornette is punching Heyman in the face in this match is a better, like, punch-to-sell combo than legitimately anything I've seen him wrestling in months. And I'm not even doing a bit. Like, he was doing, like, the Kane uppercut punches, and Paul Lee was staggering like <laughs> Yokozuna. I was, and by the way, Bob Codd, I have a great quote. Bob Codd on commentary, dude. Like, Jim Ross is now into this. He's ready to go. And Bob, in he comes in with... Let's see some clove start coming off here. I tell you, if he would KO him, maybe he could just undress him while he's on top of the mat. Yeah, Jim, take it off. Direct quote. Jim Ross says nothing for that whole thing. Jim Ross is like, yeah, okay, sure. Sure, Bob. That's what they should do. Let's KO him and then undress him while he's on. He says it so clinically, too. He's very scientific. Um, but That's how you win the match, power. Joseph. Why would it? Like he was, yeah, I didn't was... need the detail in the game plan, though. If he could just—he was so excited about it. If he could just KO him, he could undress him on the mat. It was weird. I didn't—I don't know where to go with this, but um, the powder backfired in the end. James yes. didn't it? James he won, and Paul—he run off like every heel should, made a fool of himself, and the crowd was like ready to go home. They're like, "Man, what a victory for our man, James E. Cornett." This was genuinely like a case study into like old wrestling and like where did we go wrong? Where did we break the system that now? Men take skateboard thumbtack spots. What happened here? Ricky, what happened? Tell me. <laughs> I want to know what happened to this industry. I don't know. Ricky is taking a uh, light tube to the back from John Moxley in a couple of weeks. I can uh, report <laughs> yeah. that. Don't, nobody write that. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying nobody write, and I was like, exclusive. <laughs> Post it now. Nobody write that, please. Uh, uh, yeah, this... Like the crowd was into this. I I was expecting like the absolute worst. Like it's a Jim Cornette Paul Heyman tuxedo match. I I'm sure I've watched this when I've watched like the entire Great American Bash many years ago, but I had no recollection of it. So I was expecting the absolute worst, and it wasn't bad. Like for what it was, it was actually very good. Yeah, and if you watch the whole show, like I haven't seen the show in a long time, but if you watch it. I would bet this is actually like a useful escape from serious wrestling. I would yeah. actually imagine, because it looked like a pretty stacked show. So this is a good example of how wrestling can always be a variety show. It just, this element of silliness didn't take away from the serious stuff because it was just like, these guys can't wrestle. <laughs> like it was, that was what it was, right? It's, yeah. I don't know. There's a balance there, I think. But um, I agree with you. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. I'll say that much. <laughs> Uh, are you ready for my pick for next week? I oh, am. Yeah. Okay. Never been more ready. All right. 
Um, I'm going to go with my favorite match of all time. The 100% shoot. Um, wow. Yes. Alexa beating Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's <laughs> title on Monday Night Raw. Man, that's a cool, cool choice of yours. That's your favorite match of all time. Going with <laughs> my favorite match of all time. Yeah. All right? Okay, okay. From WCW Uncensored, the Doomsday Cage match, the Mega Powers against the Four Horsemen and the Dungeon of Doom. All right? In. That's I'm what we're in. going with. <laughs> This is going to be a pain to take notes for, though, isn't it? Um, this is going to be... There's a lot going on here. There is. I I don't remember... I've watched this match plenty of times. I, remember, I know this, like, show has, like... Um, it's, like, a street fight, and it's Sting and one of the Road Warriors against, like, Harlem Heat, and they do, yeah. like, the double screen that is, like, just yes. impossible to keep up with. Yes. I'm pretty sure they do something similar here where it's, like, a triple screen of what's, like, like going on in all the different cages and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be difficult, but uh, this is what this is what I want to review. Look, we got Star. This is the big uh, Zeus-Hogan rematch yep. that no one talks about. They talk about a SummerSlam match and everything. They don't talk about the Doomsday Cage match. I like that you say this like the SummerSlam match fills our timelines every week. Like, man, remember the. But it's still kind of a weird one in history, right? It's still one of those. I think it's still a trivia question of sorts. We don't spend enough time talking about the fact that um, Rip murdered a film character in the film of which he was Rip. And then that film character was actually (laughs) in real life, but he was still alive. But he fought Hulk Hogan, who played Rip and killed Zeus help how does that make sense it well that's that's why wcw is smarter like this isn't zeus this is z gangsta yes that's much better because they blurred the lines <laughs> yeah it's just like hogan and rip no, there's no i mean rip is enemies with zeus not hulk hogan he just portrayed rip right jeremy <laughs> help me on this he's a he's honestly he's like it's why i love so much you know the vince uh promo not even promo like the intro where he's like he exposes the business in like 1997. It's like, yeah, man, really hard to see through the Dota bit before that. Before Vince <laughs> said it himself, I just thought it was a shoot fighting league as Zeus turned up after being murdered on the cinema. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I uh, That's peak Dota bit for me. But we're not reviewing that. We're reviewing the much worse sequel How dare you. Luke plays in a much better promotion. Yeah, I'll do that. Highs <laughs> and lows. Highs oh, and lows. All right. Uh, yes, we're reviewing the Doomsday Cage match. Legitimately my favorite match of all time. I, I love this yeah. match. That's fair. I can't argue with that. I'm very excited to watch this too. I Although almost, I don't know what we're going to get out of it in terms of podcasting, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the thought of it. I almost wanted to review, and I mean, we could still watch this, Hogan going to like the Dungeon of Doom. It, I think it was we'll having a like, Clash of Champions. I don't remember which one, but where he like enters the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, man, I'd have been pretty scared if you remembered the exact clash <laughs> yeah. that happened. No one ever remembers generally the clash numbers. And if you'd have been like... 19, that was it. Hogan came out there. Been, oh, whoa, hang on, this calm down. But yeah, we'll watch that. We'll okay. do that, that's fine. All right, we'll, we'll watch okay. that, and we'll watch the, the Doomsday Cage match for next week to review. Okay. All right, Joseph. It is the time everyone has been waiting for. I don't know I don't know why I've decided to do this, besides my own stupidity. Oh, bum. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. I thought you were just going to ask me about where you should follow me on Twitter. I was like, what's, what's so big about this? Well, but you're going to take a bump. You should. I'm going to take a bump. Uh, okay. And I think we're doing this because I'm going to answer Cody's TNT Championship Challenge, right? That's that's the gimmick. You're going to be... I, yes, I believe you have more potential than Warhols to be a television star. <laughs> and I am a proponent of you um, as the next, not challenger, TNT champion, is what I'm suggesting here, live on air, of the distraction. You're going to be in my corner, 
for that match. You're going to be my Arn Anderson. I need you to keep him keep him at bay if he decides to to get in the ring or anything. Can you deliver yep. a spear to Arn for me? No, but I can print off like a fake playbook with <laughs> laminated card. Does that help? Yeah, that'll help. Okay. All right. I'm coming for Cody's title. Um, and you know, there's been a lot of a lot of talk on the interwebs of like, oh, these guys they shouldn't be talking about wrestling. They've never taken a bump before. That's why I'm taking a bump on air because I want to make sure my opinion is valid, Joseph. My opinion right. needs to be valid, okay? Okay, just stay safe. Please. And I'm answering. I told I did this beforehand. I don't have a lot of space. I don't know if people can see this. Like I'm literally in like a corner over here. I can't hear you, by the way, once I take my headphones off. Okay. All right, okay. everybody. This is very scary. For anyone listening to this... Do you see how little space I have? Like, that's the fortunate. wall. And then if I tilt that there... I'm representing Shad Gaspard, by the way. All right. Very good. I'm going to take, like, a Gato bump. Gato's doing pretty well, right? <laughs> I'm going to take a Gato bump, all right? There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That's... I'm okay. Okay. I didn't hit my the head. Is German, I don't think people saw it. They probably just thought like I fell, and they didn't just see fell. the actual bump. But I took a bump. All right, Joseph, I'm back. <laughs> From this camera shot, you literally just fell. <laughs> just, there was no, there was no bump to it. But that's more than enough. Don't run. Yes. I'll never do that. Much. Thank so, you. So I'll print off the playbooks, pal. We're ready to go. All right, Cody. Cody, look, we knocked, we knocked last week. Ricky Starks yep. answered. You buried him because he answered. I'm coming for yep. you, Cody. All right. Look, I'm looking yes. right at you, Cody. Yeah. Arn yeah. Anderson, Joseph is coming for you. We're the distraction. The distraction's coming for AEW. We're gonna win this ratings war. We already have. We're gonna continue to win this ratings war. <laughs> that was a, look, I got I got a great promo. I'm gonna get promo tips from Eddie Kingston. All right, Joseph, where can the people follow you on Twitter? Uh, Joe Holbert five. I like Arn Anderson. Have the skill of if I cover my mouth with any object. <laughs> You can never hear me. I stopped talking <laughs> altogether from your perspective. So um, I'm on there and I'm upsetting everyone again, Jeremy. It's my new thing on Twitter. I'll upset everyone. I will retire again soon. Oh, um, no. I no longer write. I simply upset people on Twitter <laughs> and do this podcast. So follow me there. Um, I am very, I'm amazed at what I've just seen. I'm in awe of what I've just seen. The commitment to this business that my co-host <laughs> is showing is something else. But Dynamite, about to be an explosion. We're coming soon. That's right. We're already Wednesday nights on USA Network. If you don't watch the show here on Fightful, Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock, USA Network. That's that's our show. That's not whatever else they're they're putting on. Um, we're going head-to-head -head with AEW. We're winning. You'll see me on AEW television very soon. I got to grow yes. my uh, long beard back and get the yes. Lance Archer right. tie back, but I got to get the beard back going for that. Um, Saturday, TEW Series. Uh, I don't know where we're at. I think it's the go-home show for King of Kings. Get ready for that, folks. Go-home show, Triple yes. H's last match, all right? Big time. It's <laughs> Big time stuff, An amazing down. angle that I've booked with Triple H. Um, sure. Tuesday, this past Tuesday, we did not do our movie review. Ricky Starks, uh, you may have heard of him, main evented AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, he was on the show instead of Joseph. Sorry, Joseph. Uh, Ricky Starks is on the show, though. This Tuesday, we will review They Live, so check that out, starring Roddy Piper. I'm probably going to have to rewatch that now, since we missed it this past <laughs> week. Yes. Um, 
So we do movie reviews on Tuesdays. We'll be back next Thursday as long as WWE is not dead. The financial report is out by the time everybody hears this. Uh, the stock market, I'm sure, has gone crazy because of it. Hopefully the Fed is, is still doing okay. Follow me on Twitter at JeremyLambert88. I watch SmackDown now. I take notes. Watch the SmackDown post-show. <laughs> Watching. <laughs> Have we been fan, SmackDown? Um, if if uh, Alexa Bliss turns heel on SmackDown, I'll just ban it. Just okay. so I never have to watch it again. All Is right. that fair? Yeah, sure. You have to watch it regardless. Yeah, I have to watch it regardless. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if people want my thoughts on it, they can just watch the uh, post exactly. show. Yeah, so. Clearly they're not here for me. Right? <laughs> More people tune in when I wasn't here. So they should just, just forget SmackDown. Let's just talk about the stuff that only I watch. Well, what's Impact? You're banned Impact on your side now, right? So I don't yeah, know where we're heading, folks. Jeremy's about to become a wrestler. I'm a failure as a draw, as the distraction co-host. <laughs> Things are on the rocks. We'll try and rebuild here. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll be back on Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.